It's RYOBI days at the Home Depot. Buy a RYOBI OnePlus 2-pack battery starter kit for just 99 bucks and get one of over 20 select RYOBI OnePlus tools up to an $84 value, free. The OnePlus system also fits over 125 other RYOBI tools. So now, going cordless is almost endless. Buy the battery kit, get a free tool. RYOBI days now at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Valid through June 19th, limit one per customer while supplies last. See store for details. Oh! Your ass better call somebody! WWE Talk Simulcast, episode 16. As always, I am one half of your host, the Big Cali Kid, Sean B. And with me, and as always, Nick motherfucking Swallowman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I believe we got a special guest in the house. Welcome to the Ninja Lounge. James Mortagio. <laughs> Alright, Swallowman. Let's that hope is. your internet lasts. You've already got that little fucking triangle thing inside your game and all my fucking screen, so hopefully. I'll be good. He's Illuminati, he's I'll got the, the triangle. Oh wait, the triangle has to be inside. <laughs> <laughs> Alright guys, so um, real quick before we get going. Unfortunately this past week, uh, the world of fighting and boxing lost two of its, I wouldn't say best, but you know, regardless, some of their best fighters. Boxing is best. Um, best. Yeah, yeah, Muhammad Ali was the best. I was never, you know, I hate to say it, and this is nothing against Kimbo, but I was never a fan of Kimbo's fights. I, I liked really his liked internet videos. Yeah, but I never yeah, liked I'm not a UFC fan anyway, but regardless, you know, unfortunately, these two men passed away. Kimbo at 42, Muhammad Ali at 74. Muhammad Ali had a direct impact on the WWF. If you want to go back and look, if you guys if, if you guys have the network, you can go back and look at a little pay-per-view called The War to Settle the Score. It was out of the 80s. Um, this was a time when the WWE was still very young and they didn't have, they didn't have very much going for them. WrestleMania wasn't looking very good. And if I'm correct, it was either it was either actually WrestleMania or The War to Settle the Score because The War to Settle the Score paid for WrestleMania. Muhammad Ali was a special guest referee. Yeah. And uh, Vince, you know, he brought them with big stars, and Muhammad Ali was a big fan of wrestling, and, you know, he helped he helped build the company in his own little way. So we're all going to do a moment of silence for uh That means Muhammad a moment Ali. of silence, whoever's playing the country music. <laughs> 
Yeah, I realized that. I'll take care of that. I'm going to mute my mic. You guys go on ahead. I'll be right back. No worries. We're going to do the 10 the ten second moment of silence here. And then we will go ahead and get into the show. So let's start it right about meow. Alrighty, and we are back. So, thank you guys for doing that one with silence and memory of Muhammad Ali and Mr. Kimbo Slice. That's the answer. Also, you know, just real quick, I'm going to try and do this tomorrow. But tomorrow marks the one year anniversary of Dusty Rhodes passing. Yeah, I remember we did the, the memorial show for that. Yeah, I did a more show that too, where I, it was more of a just, um, I downloaded a few matches of his, just the audio stuff, like his older stuff, and I put it on, it's actually on TBM, and I, and I just played it like that, and just did like four or five matches in a row, and, um, it was just, it, Dusty Rhodes is my first favorite wrestler, you know, I'm yeah. a Hogan fan, player fan, Dusty Rhodes. The original Stardust, too. Yeah, yeah. That is yeah. true. So, and I see Jay has already popped up in the chat with uh, his his um his positivity because he's just so fucking positive. Nick, you gotta be positive. You gotta. You gotta feel the power, of, got positivity. The power of positivity. God damn it! And eat a big old bowl of bootios. Bootios. So yes, that is right, Mister Solomon. Bootios. They make uh -huh. sure yeah. you ain't booty. They also like make sure your product is terrible for the next two or three years. Anyway, let's get this thing going. For all our iHeart listeners, remember get in the next time chat when you can interact with us characters like James characters like Mr. Beat. So, you know, all of us here, in the chat room, in the chat room. But, um, let's start off in the very beginning, so, NXT TakeOver, the end. Oh, oh, man, great, great. All right, if, we got If start you, here. if you put a gun to my head and told me to put a rating on this out of one out of ten, this is easily a 20-star fucking card. Yeah. I enjoyed every single I'm, match on I'm the card. I'm gonna say this. Now, and I'm going to say this at the end of the review, this is the only pay-per-view I've seen in the last year that I would pay $60 fucking dollars for. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, I would have paid to watch that any day. Any day. I'd have paid $60 for the first two matches. Oh, man, the entire card was great. Like, I was telling you the other day at work, oh, Nick. You know, um, me, you know me. I do have a few nitpicks. Oh, I know. I know. Just a few? I have a few. I have a few. So let's get started. Let's get started on the card. So the first matchup on the card was Andrade. Cien Almas. Cien. The perfect that's, 10. You mean Tied that's in. that's 10 times better, man, than a oh, perfect God. 10. Shut up, Nita. Shut up, <laughs> <laughs> um, It was a solid match, man. Um, I love it. Um, oh, Mr. Dillinger there, the perfect 10. Um. <laughs> I'm not. I, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not the biggest fan of him. 
Um, it was it was a solid match. I enjoyed it, but I was kind of glad that Mr. Cien uh, picked up the W there. Yeah, they have a really good few, like, 10 good matches that you there. Okay, the first matchup on the card, you know, Jane had actually, I hadn't seen him at that point. Jane had told me how good, you know, so I was expecting a lot, and this match delivered on the first, the first go. I mean, uh, it was just really good. The spots were really good. Um, Andrade, I know nothing about him, but I am going to be doing some research racing from what I gather. He was a luchador. Uh, he's wrestled all over the world. Like I said, he's an IWGP Intercontinental Champion and NJPW, which was awesome that they talked about. Um, and he, he kicked ass. He showed up that moonsault. That, that moonsault that turned into a handspring. Right? That, that was phenomenal. freaking amazing, dude. Oh, that was a spot right there. That was cool. <laughs> man, he's, he's bringing pride to to the luchador style of um, wrestling. To and a point, to I've a point. I've never seen an NXT debut that, you know, has such a big esteem since, you know, the Shinsuke Nakamura debut. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, he did. He delivered. I'm not a big fan of Ty Dillinger. I just, I don't like his gimmick. Um, I, I think his gimmick, you know, but, but I do think it, it makes him, it really does. You know who Ty reminds me of? A, a fat Cesaro. That's what he reminds me. I don't know why, but he's yeah. I can see that a little bit. Yeah. I'm he's definitely just that the first personality of Cesaro. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's about time. Ty's a great wrestler, and I think he just needs a little bit more, more work on his gimmick. The perfect ten thing is it's new, but it's not. It's kind of they're trying to. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm I'm so ready to talk about this. Oh, match. here we go. Match here we go. American Alpha versus the Revival. Oh, this here. this oh, could have easily been a main event. They should have saved this match to before mm -hmm. the main event. Like this match was phenomenal. Right. Um, I was I personally did right, not but, like how it ended. I don't think American Alpha should have dropped the title so quick. They just had a yeah, huge, they had a huge victory over at the revival at Takeover Dallas. Um, this was their first title defense for them to drop it. That kind of discredits all of what they built. But nonetheless, they performed freaking amazing. That double ankle lock, man. Oh um, my god, that got me. I'll let James go first, because I'll talk about it after. James, you go ahead. So, so this is a great tag team match. Um, even if they need, both of these tag teams get called up, I know, I believe, American Alpha is getting called up during the draft. Um, then, but then I either of these would do great on the main roster. Then I could see um, that's why they decided to drop the titles, if they're if they're about to yeah, get called up. Yeah, they're probably going to have... Right. But here's, here's the thing. You know, this was a great match overall and then adding Paul Ellering coming back you know oh, Hall of Fame manager greatest manager in WWE yes. bringing what is what they're now being known as the author of pain authors of pain and just annihilating them really that's know, what that they're gonna, of, that's what they're gonna call them yeah the authors of pain is I, what they're called uh, I think that's freaking stale it, it, it is um but I mean 
from what I've been told and the sources that I've been I've been reading, um, this is not going to be the last match between American Alpha and um, the Revival. I'm being told that at the next takeover, which is Brooklyn, the night before SummerSlam, it's going to be the American Alpha versus the Revival in a two out of three falls match. Mm. Now that is a, that, that sounds. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And I have another. I, I have got a really good match that's supposed to be proposed for Takeover, but I'll get to that later on. Oh, what's his? The creepy old guy from The Simpsons. Mm. Excellent. <laughs> oh. All right, Mr. Burns. So, there you go. American Alpha versus Revival. I've got to talk about this. Well, they do get called up. I do think, regardless, they get called up to the main roster. And Jason is obviously stoned because you can get the work for yourself off. So he, he's, he's. But, uh, no, okay, so this match, like I said, by far, this match alone is match of the year. It, it's up there that they will avoid extreme rules. This, if you haven't seen this match, ladies and gentlemen, you need to stop this podcast right now. And right now. Right now. Well, well, hold on, hold on, guys, hold on, guys. They can watch these matches on demand at oh. any time with the WWE Network for only nine ninety nine. There's but your free plug, WWE. Can. Anyway, no, they can on demand. On this demand. Was, <laughs> on demand. This match was bad. Match. On demand. This match was just uh, two count, two count. This is like John Cena versus Roman Reigns, except actually good. Um, <laughs> You know, so, so much energy and throughout the entire match, you know, 100 miles an hour from the very beginning to the very end. And I honestly think the Revival should have won. It really kicked ass. I like the Revival. They remind me of the Rainbow. Ollie and Hawk. You know, they remind me of the... It's either talking-wise, the talking-wise for a little shady. But their, uh, their fighting style, they really remind me of like a more progressive, younger Arn Anderson and Ollie from WCW back in the day. So I think Man, I'd put them over the uh the righteous uh, Oh come on man and don't give me that. I they're better than the right dick. They're, they're better than the right Thank you. Oh Thank hell you, yeah. Nick. They are better than no, right to center all day. <laughs> we've got to talk about Paul. Because you know, I'm I'm oh, always, I'm on the edge of my seat during the entire match. You know, I'm like, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. And I'll be looking forward to those champs at NXT July 30th. You guys can go for it. Anyway. Shut, now, your, uh, shut your mouth, Solomon. You had to do it, didn't you? Had to be a dick. Throw it out there. But this is... Okay. You know... Eat that you know, shotgun baby, blast. I that show too. Dude, you should. $20 fucking ring size. 15 It's a small place. It's going to look like full sale, I'm sure. You should go and check it out. $15... For regular admission, twenty dollars for ringside. I got ringside tickets, but still, I would have paid the fifteen for fucking, uh, you know, the little ones if they had been out of ringside. It's really yeah, big deal. right there, but, little finger for right. it. Oh, you know, but Paul, oh. I, I, they say he's not coming out of that. You see the, the generic rock slash, you know, Roman Reigns, Samoan wrestlers come out. They do a couple of moves. And I'm just like, okay, so they're like, they're like powerbomb and or spear right. It's basically what I call the Simone wrestling. It's not disrespecting, it's just the fact that every Simone wrestling in WWE has either at Samoa one point used or is currently using the spear, the Simone drop, 
or um, it's called the power bomb. It's called the Samoan drop for a reason. Yeah, well, still, get, get right. with it, get with it. So, you know, that was a little... They reminded me of the Samoan bushwhackers. Sort of, I can see it. So they're going to fuse, they're going to all of a sudden, they show the, the, the front of the other front, the skyline. They're going with the manager. They're going with the manager. Nothing wrong with that. That's pretty cool. They start going with the front. I'm like, wait a minute. Is Is that Paul fucking Eric? I lost my shit because I used to watch. I have SummerSlam uh, like '86 through '91, and uh, Paul Ellering was there, like two of them managing the Rosewood. I love the fact that they were a face group with a, with a pretty badass manager. And oh my god, Paul Ellering's manager! I'm automatically a fan. I can't even help it. They could be bland. They could be both. They could literally be both Roman Reigns copies, and I have to be a fan to talk. <laughs> you know, I yeah, can't. That's deep, I bro. It is. It is. I can't do anything about it. It's like a, Dude, like a weird speaking of up one terribly kind of thing. I know this is kind of off off topic here, but what is with freaking? Is it Bob Buckland or whatever his name is backing? Uh, Bob Buckland, yeah. Backing Darren Young. It's this, weird. Let's make it's Darren weird. Young great again. This is it probably... It feels out of place. It does. It really does. It feels like they're trying to make Backlund relevant again to an extent. Right. They're trying to he's about... Backlund. I guarantee you he's about to die. Uh, I like that. He just hasn't been relevant this year. He's sort of like... Uh, um, I like Goldberg? You know? Kind of like Goldberg? Yeah. No. That, that's... There you go. You took the words out of my mouth. You said that, Solomon, not me. No, I didn't. <laughs> anyway, next match on the card was uh, one of the more one of the more disappointing matches on the card. Oh in hell! The oh right. hell no! Oh no! No! Yes! No, oh, I'm let sorry. me let me cue up. Hold on, hold on. You stand there. You're taking the shot. You can't escape right. that. That was this coming. This is the guy that says the Vaughn villains have more character than the New Day. Right, right. Look, we, we will talk about that. We'll talk about the New Day, the Vaughn. I don't want to get off track. You know, we will talk about them in a minute. But I want you guys to go ahead first with your opinion. No, 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 no. I will be. I will go after you. No, I I insist that you go first because. Yeah, you go first. <laughs> anyway, okay, so I, I don't want to say this match. You know, I don't want to do that. All, all of me want to love it. I'm a Nakamura fan and I'm an Austin I used to watch Austin Aries back in WWE. They're not back in TNA. And we so used to say it, WCW, never TNA. So, no, I, I used to watch him back in TNA. And uh, when I was watching and I love the fact he's a great deal. His talking skills were not the best. And this match was just—it wasn't—it wasn't what I expected. I expected this epic, you know. Wait, what? Wrong. What fucking match did you watch? It wasn't. It was one-sided the entire time. Hell okay. no! 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 no, no. I'm, I'm still oh. going. I'm still going. Okay. 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 Austin Aries beat the living hell out of Nakamura. He fucking destroyed him for like ten minutes. 
last few minutes, a couple of moves here, a couple of moves there, Nakamura wins. It's like, what the hell happened? It's like he hulked up and won the match. That's what it felt like. It felt like an 80s uh, gold made match between Nakamura, or Hulk Hogan and, and like Randy Savage or something. Oh, it's not about no. It's just not the way Nakamura should have won it. You're, so that's, you're that's off the, your goddamn rocker, dude. Even at the lowest point for me, I still give that match a 5 out of 10. No. That's the lowest point. No. No. That is a 10. This match deserves like an 8 out of 10. 8 out of 10. Easy. Yeah. No, you're the right. one, you're the one because... smoking. Because what, for, I'll, I'll say it again, what match did you watch? Because that right. match was fucking amazing, dude. Freaking back and forth. Um, um, yeah, Austin Aries did put a beating on Nakamura, but that match was solid, dude. When he did that, that oh, what's his finisher? That Aries drop right there on the um, apron. That shit was yeah. gnarly, oh dude. Oh, that shit was gnarly. Was just the pace. It was really the pace that killed Dude, me. that pace too slow. No. Too slow. The pace was too slow. The, uh, the way Nakamura defended himself wasn't the way I... The way I thought Nakamura oh, would have defended himself. Dude, you are. Nakamura showed his toughness after yeah. taking that drop on the apron and then toughness getting wise, out of the last chancery. Yeah. But toughness wise, Nakamura did If Austin Aries wouldn't have hit that dive and hit the ring post, it may have went a little bit different. He but fucked honestly, up. Nakamura capitalized, dude. It should have never been one sided. Nakamura should have been able to stand. What it are you talking about? The first, the first half of that match, Nakamura was on top. And then, yeah, the tie turned. Aries put a beat on uh, it. The first, like, 10 minutes of the match, it was like a 30 minute match. Not even 10 minutes. It was like the first five minutes of the match. Nakamura no. was on top. And then Austin Aries kicked ass for us the last minute and a half, two minutes. And then Aries comes Nakamura. Like, no. Now, now, there is one thing that I will say about Austin Aries. Since he's came over to um, NXT from TNA, is I wish he had a definite finisher other than the last chancery. Um, like they they banned him from using the uh, Brainbuster because it's banned from WWE. So I wish he had like a better finisher. But I mean, and that Brainbuster thing—that's sad. I think sad the Brainbuster is, is banned. It's like it's just like with Seth Rollins and his um and his finishing maneuver, the curb stomp. They still have it on 16. It's just not, it's not in wrestling. Yeah. Right. But, I mean, that match was a, easily anything from an 8 to a 10. I have to agree with the three guys. I'm sorry. I guess we're going to have to. It was a great classic ground match. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was, it was a perfect mid-card match, dude. I, right. I wasn't a big fan. Even even with that match, to me, I'd still pay six dollars for the paper because it was badass. All right, let's move on. Before, ah, oh, you're lucky. I don't have no more shells laying here, so I can't I can't shotgun blast you again. <laughs> all right, all right. Next match up on the card was Asuka versus Jax for the you know, and I women's championship. Go ahead. I expected this match to to be a little bit better than it was. This was 
this was a little bit of a disappointing match for me. You guys can disagree with me if you want to, but out of all the other matches, this one was kind of disappointing to I me. Love, I, I actually, I love. I really it. wanted to see Bailey wrestle Oscar again because that was a slam dunk ten out of ten match yeah. back at yeah. Takeover Dallas. But Nia Jax just, I mean, I can see where you, Nick, you say Roman Reigns is stale. I think Nia Jax is stale. I think she's just getting by. That is Roman Reigns' cousin. Know, the Rock's cousin. And that's what's unfortunate about it. Is because it's, I think, a half of it. Because Nia is, is a new breed of women's wrestling. A new breed is in. Nia should have annihilated Asuka. I think so, too. But, you see, I still really enjoyed the match because I'm a huge Asuka Well, yeah, I know. You can't shut up about her at work. I love Asuka. And I think, dude, have you guys remember the fall? The pinfall. Holy shit. Nia Jax goes down to the one, two, three, right? She goes here on the one, two. And it goes, one, two. And you see, and you see Asuka's leg come up. I didn't think anything about it. First of all, I was just, you know. Oh, okay. Kicking out all of a sudden, the legs come back up, wrap around her fucking head. I'm like, oh, it was, it was badass. I love Asuka. And I think that, honestly, they shouldn't have had Nia Jax beat her, though. They should have had her annihilate her, but they shouldn't have had Nia Jax not nowhere near strong enough to keep the title on. I think they did the right thing. Yeah. I but, think she, you know, she's the NXT West version of Roman Reigns. Um, you know, that but his she cousin. could be the NXT women's version of Brock Lesnar. I had this conversation with um, John a while ago, um, whenever Nia first came into the NXT and I first heard about it, I was like, she could be Brock Lesnar's female version if they just work her correctly. You've got to work, you can't, you can't make her lose to Bailey. you can't make her lose to Africa and expect her to ever come back on She won't. She won't. And it's, it's, She's skating by yeah. the fact that she's part of the Annalee family. She's skating by on the fact that, you know, yeah, that's pretty much it. She, that's all she's skating by. And that's, it's sad because that is a women's wrestling spot that'll be taken up for this bitch who has no talent, no talking skills. So, I mean, I, I love the fact that she's a big girl wrestling. I think we need more of those. I know I talked to somebody else, boy, you so much that she's big. I'm like, no, I love big girls. I think they need more well, they girls wrestling. Dude. I want, I want Karma to come back. Oh, oh, I was just about to say that. I was just about to say that. I would love to see Nia Jax versus Karma. Karma would destroy her, dude. That would be a damn good match. But it would be a great match. You know, I was thinking about a match. We'll probably never see it. Because WWE, which I'm so cool with, I don't really, I think it's kind of tacky. But I was thinking it might be a good match. Asuka versus Shinsuke Nakamura. No, I want to see that him in a mixed happen. tag. I want to see him in a mixed tag match. Oh, that could be a good match, yeah. Asuka Nakamura against, like, freaking... Um, Asuka Nakamura. Or, no. <laughs> Shisuke Nakamura and uh, Asuka versus John Cena and AJ Lee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, I don't know about match. all that, Nick. That would be a good match. I'd see, like, John Cena and Nick Bella. Huh? Yeah, that would be a better match. Well, um, just let you guys know, let's let all you fans out there who want to see it. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura and Kevin Owens has been booked to the Japanese show coming up. 
that's going to be a great match. And you know, Asuka's going to defend the uh, the NXT Women's Championship at that Japanese uh, Japan show. I'm not sure who she's going to face. It may be Nia Jax again. Well, they but, um, I'm it's combined. They need to, they need to be an allied thing more than JPW. Well, here's the thing: the, the only, the only down, the only reason why they're not is because um, New Japan is already in a uh, partnership with Global uh, Force Wrestling and Ring of Honor, so it's gonna, it would be tough for them to to do a, um, a partnership with NXT. There was rumors about a year ago that New Japan and NXT were going to be doing a partnership with a talent exchange like ROH and New Japan do right now, um, but that never actually happened. I know we've seen Jushin Thunder Liger on NXT, but I think that was just a one-off thing. Thunder Liger! That was that was almost a year ago, too, so I mean... I believe that was at the NXT TakeOver Brooklyn. Yeah, well, the Brooklyn. I I don't know why. I've never heard his name announced like that, but I just figured that's the way. You know, Jushi Thunder Liger. I feel like that's the way. That's probably how it is in Japan, but... I love it. But all right, all right we're, we're getting off topic. Let's get to the next and the <laughs> actual main event of the night. Well, hold on, hold on. Before we get to the main event, let's talk about the uh, surprise... Um, sighting of one Mr. Bobby Roode backstage. The factor of professional wrestling. And my sources tell me that he was not the only um, star that was there from another company. I was told that Moose from Ring of Honor was also in attendance at a NXT takeover. Yeah, nobody cares about me. And if, and if you haven't heard of Moose, Moose is fantastic. He is great he would be great in an NXT. If you haven't seen him, go watch Ring of Honor. Don't do that. Don't don't listen to him. <laughs> but Bobby Roode, oh man, is going to be great. Like the the influx of former TNA talent that's coming into to NXT is great. And I know you were telling me the other day, Nick, that you were you were a little disappointed that they're calling everybody up. But I mean. You've got such great talent still there that's going to be in there yeah. for a while. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing Ty in NXT in July. I'm looking forward to getting to see Johnny Chomp. Yeah, Johnny Johnny Wrestling. I don't remember his last name. Johnny Gargano and Ciampa. I'm looking forward to yeah. having things in revival. Um, I, w- I would love to see Asuka. I would love to see Bailey. even though I don't think Bailey's way back. But, but uh... <laughs> All right, yeah, Bobby Roode shows up. He will be debuting, obviously, pretty fucking soon, so can't wait. Yeah, he walked in the Regal's office and getting time, so. Hey, our buddy Nate showed up in the chat room. Jason and Nate tonight were hanging out in the chat. Uh, Jason said something about those bitches need trays with beer. <laughs> He's talking about my <laughs> Oh, damn it. <laughs> Nate, I don't know if talked about it. Oh, better man. Today. Probably anybody there in the new day, bro. I got like my when I arm wrestle, I named my hand Nick. Uh, Roman Payne. You know, he's better than me. Yeah. Give it about an hour. I don't know about in Sean's time, but in our time, uh, give it about another hour, and uh, it'll be a brand new day. Oh. And you should have some positivity, Nick. You should. Today, Nick, was today a bad day? 
don't be sour. Or if today was a bad day, tomorrow is always a new day. Yes, it is. Oh, you're so cool. Okay. Now, main event time for NXT Takeover. Match of the year. Match of the year. Are you kidding me? Samoa Joe versus Finn Balor for the NXT Championship in the first, very first ever NXT Championship match at Cage at Takeover again. No, I, I, I was a great match. Uh, it, it really, it did though start off kind of slow for me. Um, but I, the more it went on, it turned into an absolute war between the two of them. I mean, Samoa Joe has pulled out fucking moves I've never seen. Match of the year, though, I wouldn't go that far. Nah, not match of the year. Dude, I knew. The, the finish, I knew. The, the finish of that match deserves oh my god moment. Yeah, it definitely does. Yeah, done. that was definitely a great ending. Um, I knew from the beginning Finn wasn't going to walk out of that match strapped. No. Uh, because he is yeah. he is weeks away from being called up. So um, they put on a hell of a show, no doubt. Um, NXT's first steel cage match will definitely go down. In the history books, as being a five-star match, definitely. Yeah, it um, it was a great match, and like I said at the beginning of this review, and I'll say it again, this is one of the very first times that I've seen a pay-per-view in the last year I tasted because that match was it was it was perfect. The, the whole show was really perfect. We had a few low points. Yeah, but you can't expect everything to be a hundred percent. But that is worth it. I'm sorry. Anything that gets a 90 and above percentage rating uh, grade on something, I'd pay 60 bucks for it. That's one. And next you take over the end, get the big thumbs up from the big guys who care. It gets a thumbs up. It gets two thumbs up from me. Like I told you the other day, Nick, this takeover blew all six pay per views or five or six pay per views WWE's had this year out of the water. Yeah. You got hit. That's for sure. All right, but moving on, um, we're going to take a... Sean, do you mind if we take a quick break? No, I don't mind. All right, so I'm going to go get a cigarette in real quick, and then we're going to come back. And I think we're going to debut... we got James here, Michael. We're going to debut new segment, Batch Up of the Week, where basically we take two people from different times. And it doesn't have to be, but different times to be, you know... Fucking uh, somebody like Holt Hogan versus Seth Rollins. Don't matter. We talked about who you think would win and why. We also got the raw results coming up. We got the top ten with the number one. Sean will probably botch. Um, no, I'm not there's... doing a three three tonight because I'm not. I'm not pulling all that up. Just you know, technical issues. Yada yada. When we come back, I'd like. I forgot to tell you guys about the other um, possible match at Takeover Brooklyn. Oh, real, we'll do that first, real quick, and then we'll go to break. It's going to be Finn Balor in his last ever NXT match versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Hell yeah. That's going to be good. That's going to be good. Let, we'll see since you since you like shit-talking <laughs> Nakamura now. I don't... No, no, no. It wasn't me yeah, shit-talking yeah, Nakamura. Yeah, it was yeah, yeah. the fact that they choreographed. It was nothing against Nakamura. I love Right, him. right. <laughs> Nick screaming like a little girl over there. <laughs> All right, I'm going to take a cigarette break, guys. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Uh, keep it locked in here next night, too. Remember to share, 
like and subscribe here on Spreaker and our Facebook page. That is Exit Radio and the Wrestle Talk Division. Just, you know, come and hang out and Sean, tell B Sap to get in the fucking chat. Copy. I'm trying to get him. I'm trying to get him. He said uh he couldn't find it. But anywho, hopefully he'll be at the chatting when we come back. Got come some back. got some good jams lined up here. So keep it tuned in to exit ninety two radio.
That's right. X92 Radio. We're here to take over this whole stinking town. Ain't nobody gonna stand in our way. Yeah, me, Mike B, J, all of us standing up to the man. <laughs> Exit 92, where the big boys play. Yes, sir. Did you people come to listen to Teddy's political mission? For Exit 92 Raiders. Chop one up for the good guys. <laughs> was paid for, Exit 90's paid for, was paid for, by Exit 90, Exit 90, Exit 90, by Exit 92 Radio, B2 Radio, B2 Radio, B2 Radio, was paid for, by Exit 92 
Oh yeah, welcome back to WWE Talk Simulcast, episode 16. And we still got James with us in the chatty, or not in the chatty, live in the Ninja Lounge <laughs> with us. Sorry, that's what happens when when you smoke uh, in between commercials there. <laughs> and... This part of the show is brought to you by Captain Morgan Cannonball Blast. This shit is fucking bomb. You've never tried it? Go get some. It's a badass little glass. You get to keep to it. I got a cannonball, bruh. Basically, like I said before the commercial break, we get two guys, four guys, whatever, tag teams, no matter. We put them one-on-one, -on -one, different eras, you know, and then we talk about who we take with we win and why. And I wanted to make this a surprise, and we originally planned on somebody else, John, I know, but I decided to change it. This is the first, the first segment debuting here on episode 16. I figured uh, we should do something pretty great. So, um, we're not going to do, I know some of you guys are probably thinking Undertaker King. We're not doing that one. Not yet. Not yet. Up. Not yet. Eventually. That'll we'll be a big through. rabbit hole to go down. Oh. But, I do want to do this one. And it, it is sort of, uh, well. You changed it on me. I don't even know, yeah. I don't even know what the hell is going on here. Yeah. We were originally supposed to do one Mr. A Father versus Son match, Scott Hall versus Dean Ambrose. Yeah, but I, I decided it had to be something better. So I have chosen, I think, another dream can match. I, can I take right? a guess? Can I take Go a ahead. guess? Is it Goldberg versus Y2J? Damn it. No, it's not Goldberg. We want to see that Goldberg destroy it. No, this is sort of another dream match for all you big guy wrestling fans. And it's one that I've always wanted to see. So I say we put Andre the Giant versus the Big Show. I And you guys go first. I will go last. And you see what you think. Andre the Giant versus the Big Show in just a regular one-on-one -on -one matchup. One fall, um, disqualification, and road breaks are on. Uh, ten count outside the ring. Let's see what. Well, don't don't, go, don't not everybody go at once. <laughs> we'll let we'll let our guests go first. All right, Jimmy. Moore. Okay. Um, this is a tough one, but I'm gonna go with Andre the Giant, just because I mean he was the the showcase of the Giants. He made you know the Giants stand out in wrestling. Um, if it wasn't for him, you wouldn't have Big Show, Kane, people like that, um, wrestling. But I would go with Andre just because, you know, legacy beats, um, you know, Crybaby. And I'm referring to the Big Show when, um, he had that angle with Stephanie McMahon. Oh, I, I know. I got that. I got that. That's okay, part okay. of... That's part of, that's what changed my whole aspect of Big Show. 
that's when Big Show went from being like this giant beast that I looked up to in wrestling to what the he's pathetic now. Yeah, but come on, Andre the Giant was scared of snakes. Who isn't scared of snakes? <laughs> yes, he was right. scared of snakes. Who is it though? Yeah. No, no, no. Jake the Snake. No, he was actually legit. So that's a legit him. fear. That's a legit fear. His head, his hand was bigger than any snake man. All now, what, what? I gotta, I just gotta clarify this. What Big Show are we talking about here? Yeah. Are we talking about Big Show when he first debuted in WWF? We are okay. We are talking about we are talking about Paul White. We're talking Big Show, fresh. He's still young. He's still cool. We're talking about Andre Giant fresh. Um, back when he had the Afro, he was in the trunks, like 1980, mid-80s, Andre Not 90s WrestleMania Giant, but he was slow. We're talking about Andre Giant and his undefeated 15-year undefeated streak. You know, that's, that, I, I, mine's still the same, because that streak is what paved the way for, for Giants in wrestling. So... Alright, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with James. I I'm, I'm gonna go with Andre the Giant here just because his legacy and shit's so much better than the big shows. But both of them in their prime, like you said. Um I think Big Show would definitely have given Andre the Giant a hell of a fight. I think oh, this no would this would be one of those um if not the main event of WrestleMania damn near close type matches this would blow the roof off the fucking building but i think in the end andre the giants has had way more power um i think he would have got the best big show okay all right i i gotta kind of have to do a big show of course you do and it's not it really isn't because they're trying to be different it's you know it's Oh, quick shout, quick shout out real quick. Quick shout out to B-Sab in the chatty. Yo, 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 yo. yo. <laughs> but, um, don't worry, the countdown's coming up. You, you haven't missed that. I didn't want to do that without B-Sab. No, uh, so I have to go to Big Show. And the reason being is because even in our great time, Big Show is in his time, he was, he's, he's kind of agility. Uh, he was doing maneuvers that you know. That's true. You he was, some a lot of the younger guys and, and the cruiserweight division. I mean, he wasn't pulling out for a Capronis, but he was he was jumping over the top rope. He was you know he was running he was running he was sprinting back and forth through that ring. He was picking guys up by their neck and shoulders and throwing them down to the mat like they were sacks of fucking potatoes. And I don't know if he could do that to Andre. I don't, but I still think that because, hey, Sammy Thurman, shout out to my girl Sammy, um, because, yo, 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 Samantha, yeah, Samantha, because he's, he's younger, and because he's getting faster, he's smaller, I have to do a good show, and I do have a bonus matchup, because, you know, I wanted to make sure this was a member of people like it, remember any of you fans, whoever you think would win out of Andre the Giant and the Big Show, both of their prime, Paul White and, uh, Andre from the 80s, Afro Andre, if you want to get specific. Afro Andre. He had an Afro. Oh, I know. But yeah, put in the chat room. Now, I did have a bonus match I want to throw up for you guys. 
Um, and it is Seth Rollins versus it's me. It's me. It's DDP. Seth Rollins from uh, right after he broke up the Shield and he, he went on to win the WWE title. You know, and, and Diamond Dallas Page, I would say the early 90s, right after the Nitro debut, you know, he was he was mid-carding pay-per-views. He was doing very well. Well, you know what, actually, I take it back in mind. Well, it was a little late 90s when he was main eventing pay-per-views with Goldberg and shit like that. So, who do you think went? DDP, Seth Rollins, one on one with the monkey. Let's go with you start this one off, Swallow it. I gotta give DDP. And, um, and it's only because DDP, not faster. He started wrestling at 35, so he's obviously not gonna be fast. Um, he doesn't have the smarts of Seth Rollins has. You know, because Seth Rollins is an intelligent wrestler, but he's got the power that Seth Rollins doesn't possess. And remember, we're talking about Seth Rollins before he bulked up in that break he had with his knee from that. So, I gotta say, DDP takes this. Um, it'd be a close match, it'd be a great match. Um, you know, just regular singles, round one, disqualification, all that is in count. Uh, BSAP says Young Big Show over on Trust Giant, by the way. Um, but DDP would take it um, after a grueling 25 minute matchup, hitting the diamond cutter at least twice or three times. Maybe taking a pedigree himself. But yeah, I gotta say DDP. I'm gonna go next, and I'm gonna give this one to the architect, the man, Seth motherfucking Rollins. No, no, no. Uh, I'm gonna agree with you and say that yes, this would be at least a 25 minute match. It would be a very back and forth type match. Um, I could see a table or an announce table getting broke. Um, this would DDP would know he was in a. You know, or Rollins would know he was in a fight. And I think ultimately, because you said Rollins right after the shield breakup, so the curb stomp is still legal. That's good and, and I'm going to say he freaking ultimately hits him with the curb stomp. One, two, three. Seth Rollins for the W. All right, Jimmy. You know, I'm going to agree with Sean on this one. Um, I, w- I would take Seth just for the simple fact that um, he's younger, um, even in both of their primes, Seth was younger, um, you know, and we kind of had like a similar matchup, um, like this take place at WrestleMania the year that Seth won the title, um, but DDP is not as agile as Randy, so I don't think, um, DDP could have, you know, countered the curb stomp with a diamond cutter, um, but I would take Seth in a good 25-minute match. Randy Orton countered the curb stomp with a beautiful RKO. Oh, man. Yeah. And I don't think uh, DDP was is quick enough to be able to do something like that. No. I'm yeah, gonna agree. I will give you that. I think, honestly, and, I still have no, to. I got to say something here. Fuck you, Solomon. And fuck you, too, B-Sab. He is messing. He's messing with the freaking architect, man. He's, oh my god. He's anti he's anti New Day. He's anti Rollins. I'm not anti Rollins. And and here's the thing. This is a stretch for me because I don't like Seth. Oh. But 
Oh, you know what? That is, we got to do one more matchup before we drop into another segment because that was originally the whole reason James was coming on the show tonight. All right, let me let me you guys get all close into the uh, your speaker. Make sure your headphones are turned all the way. We need to have to tell you the story. So this past week, I was working with Jimmy here, and we got to talking, you know, about wrestling as we do. You know, both wrestling fans and athletes. And at one point, we got to talk about Roman Reigns. Now, I hate him with every fiber of my being. That passion of a thousand suns, I can't stand it. And Jimmy here is a huge fan of Roman. I wouldn't go that far. But we're talking about Roman Reigns, except for myself. Oh, he has the audacity and the gall to stand there before me <laughs> as a wrestling fan and say Roman Reigns is better than Rollins. I came close to fucking hurt for him. I came close to you can't I, Okay, so now that now that the cat is out of the bag, um I did say that, but it was more as a joke. Um oh, I you know serious. Oh no I wasn't. Um no. Seth is Seth is better um, because he can talk. You know, he's he's more ring intelligent. But I I don't I compare them in move set. Like, um, yeah, Seth yeah Seth has had the curb stomp, and now he has the pedigree. That's just to pay homage to Triple H. But I mean, what's different compared to Roman Reigns? Look, yeah, you know, Sean, he's still there. You got real quiet. Yeah, I'm still here. I'm still here. All right, I was just wondering because, like, I even hear you talking, and like, I hear like you have, you have like a stick in your mouth or something. All right. <laughs> so I just yeah. make sure. Like, kind of like old people when they fall, you have to check on them every so often. Yeah, <laughs> I I am prone to falling. <laughs> I fall. I got my life alert. Don't worry, bruh. Right here, bruh. So yeah, moveset wise, I'm sorry, I disagree. Seth Rollins has a better moveset. Yeah, even with the pedigree. Come on, let's compare. Let's compare the hand-me-down pedigree. We said we need to get Seth a new finishing maneuver, but let's compare the hand-me-down pedigree to the Superman bunch or the spear or the spear. Both I'll compare the pedigree, the spear, and the Superman punch. And the pedigree yeah. still wins. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Like, don't get me wrong, I like the spear, but number one, Roman Reigns can't do a spear to save fucking life. I've, I've watched his spear. They are terrible. They look like Essa Rio doing a spear. That's <laughs> it's like Nick trying to do a spear. Exactly. That's what it looks like. It looks like that bad. Well, I agree with you. I just, like, the moves that would lead up to their finishers, I just, I don't think Seth is, I think they're equal in that playing field. Like, there's nothing distinguishable. Uh, I gotta disagree, buddy. Fucking Seth is a, is a better reset than Superman Punch Rollins. I cannot stand that Superman Punch. If I was allowed to ban a move from the WWE, it would be Superman Punch. And the Samoa Drop. I don't like well, that. Well, that's where spirited debates come in, but I mean, to each his own. No, you're wrong. Roman Reigns sucks. Enough said. 
Hey, Sean, I know I can't see your camera, but uh, Wolfpack, son. Hell yeah. Whoop! Don't turn your back on the Wolfpack. Wolfpack. We all know Seth Rollins wins that. And, we got an edges. Oh. We got an edge. Was whack chat going to the? Oh no, no. Sav, I love you, bro. I thought we had a connection. Did you guys say shit like John would say? Come on, dude. I said only Goldberg should do spears. <laughs> well, I, I agree with you there. I did. I did like Goldberg. I liked spears. how Edge just got all fucking into it right here. Oh I yeah, I did. I like his, his, his like. Edge is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, man. So. Right up there, I, I like yeah, him. me too. So I like I liked Edge's spear. Man, Edge is a guy you love to hate. I hated at the, how the towards the end of his career he didn't do the the execution as much. That was yeah, a, yeah. That was, I like that. Was, yeah, but it is now time for the W W W W W. It is now time to do for the W W E. Talk countdown. That is right. And this countdown was suggested by what, Mr. B-Sab. So, thank you, B-Sab, for this week's top ten. And it is top unlikely tag teams. Are you just, they can't you know you know they can't see you there, Nate. This guy this guy spazzing out on the cam. So Swallowman. Who do you got for number ten, my man? So I got a confession to make. I didn't do this. Oh no. So am I doing a top five? Is it all on me no, tonight? I I I've got a few in my head. Um, I will go ahead and say number 10 is Kane and X-Pac. Uh, Kane and X-Pac. If you guys remember, they held WWE World, I think, just WWE World Tag Team Titles. Um, defended them, you know, in the years 90s, the 90s wrestling era when X-Pac was kind of trying to find his place after DX is sort of messy in face. And Kane was sort of the same thing as for his unmasking. They were a great tag team. I actually thought that uh, they were one of the greatest unorthodox tag teams. Um, but I didn't, I just didn't have enough information to put them here close to my number one pick. So, okay, next box, number 10. That, I think that's a good pick. Uh, that's a solid number 10. Very good, Mr. Nick Solomon. Uh, by the way, and yes, way, so Nate. Hold on, hold on, hold on. By the way, so we don't need James out. James, um, at the end of the top ten, throwing a few uh, honorable mentions. Honorable mentions. Unorthodox okay. tag teams is what we're looking for. That was a very good. Right. Yes, to your comment, Mr. Nate the Viper, I do have the number one pick. Because oh, you my. know why? It's redemption time. Oh god, it's the same thing last week. No, my number one last week was fucking solid. Let's ask, yeah. let's ask James here again. Who do you think? Do you think my pick of Trish Stratus as the number one diva that should have been important was a bad pick? 
Oh, there you go. There you go, Solid Ape. <sighs> alright, alright. All right. Let's bring it so, down to my number, number nine. That is correct. My number nine pick is Y2AJ. It only lasted two weeks, but still, who would have thought Chris Jericho and AJ Styles? I, I really hoped that this would have went on a little bit longer than it did before it turned into that feud. Um, I think they would have made a solid tag team, man. Um, but that's why they make my number nine, because, you know, that was pretty unorthodox. Yeah. That was an unorthodox tag team. Um, but they were a good tag team. I think it could have been on maybe been a little bit more possibly. The next unorthodox tag team. Um, HBK and J -J 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 John Cena. Da -da -da -da. Number eight. <laughs> Um, okay, so you guys remember with WrestleMania, I can't remember which one was like 25 or something. WrestleMania 23. 23. Shawn Michaels and Beyonce are feuding hard, but they decided to put together a tag team action. They actually win the tag team titles. And that, don't get me wrong, they were a cool tag team this one, but that's really what made it so unorthodox. In fact, these two are absolutely at each other's throats. Hell, you know, the tag team championship match. It became on those super kicks him to a fucking another planet. Almost. He was setting up for it. We can all tell. Um, but it was a great tag team, a great and orthodox tag team. John Cena, HBK at number eight. Gotta love him. That's that's a solid pick. Um, yeah, that was a pretty weird pretty weird tag team there, so um, I'm gonna go ahead and reveal number seven here. And again, this falls one Mr. Chris Jericho. And this would be him and the big show when they were Jericho. Yeah, B Seth called it. That is correct. Jericho, um, they I I believe they held the tag title or the tag uh, championship there for a minute. If I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, the tech battle. Yeah. So, um, it was, it is what it is. It was uh, definitely pretty, an unlikely duo there, but they made it work for a minute, so that's why they got my number seven. Number seven. Um, yeah, I gotta, I gotta say, Jerry's show, I don't know a lot about them. They kind of were big in the years that I had stopped watching this. Uh, but nothing wrong with him. Everything I've ever heard was good. And I mean, even though I hate Jericho with a passion, um, Big Show was really good. So you know it's got to be talented. So yeah, that was number seven. So far, guys, Sean has not fucked up anything. So keep your fingers crossed and make it all the way to number one with no problems. <laughs> <laughs> number seven, or number six, I gotta say it's. You love and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Um, Stone Cold was feuding nice. with the Heart Foundation, and he had a tag team partner with HBK. But HBK, you know, they had matches; they were feuding, and they actually almost played the list of the tag team. Kind of the same situation with John Cena and HBK. But HBK, HBK 
got injured, and for a while there, Stone Cold was trying to defend the tag team titles by himself. So Mick had one work with, with Steve for a long time. They set it up. Do do he tries mankind, he mankind tries to be attacked from he asks, he asks, he asks, Steve keeps telling him no. Then one day as Stone Cold is defending the tag team titles against uh, Owen and uh, the British Bulldog. You love shows up. And uh, he becomes a second partner, and they have the title for a while together, and they played it a few times. I mean, they eventually lost, like we all do, I guess. But uh, they, they, did, they did a good job, and I think that was, you know, one of the better and more thought tag teams out there. You love the, you know, the hippie freak, you know, and then you got Stone Cold Steve Austin, and that's the bottom line because the movie said so at number six. Six. The dog. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, that was good. That was a good one, man. Freaking. Um, I didn't really care too much for the dude love gimmick, but it worked, man. It worked. Um, so my number five would be Hurricane and Kane. Freaking the superhero with the big red machine. Um, they were they were pretty kick-ass duo, man. I enjoyed watching them and shit, so um, that's why I put them as my number five. Yeah, I remember that. They're actually a pretty cool little tag. Um, Hurricane is actually—he's always one of my favorites. I love. Oh, oh, hell no! You can't see this B-Sap, but that's a big middle finger to you, buddy. <laughs> Fuck that. He straight up said, "Sean's number one pick." Billy and Chuck. It probably is. <laughs> probably No, that's Nick's number one. That's Nick's. That's Nick's fantasy every night. He falls. No. As, he falls asleep to their theme music. <laughs> so what do you? What do you got for number four, Mister Solomon? Number four. Um. These guys almost tied the people at number two, so I had to like, just sit down and really rack my brain. But uh, we're just gonna go ahead and give these guys number four and give the other guys number two. Number four goes to Yokozuna and Owen Hart. Uh, the Yokozuna show. and Owen Hart. Owen Hart needed the tag team partner for WrestleMania 10 or 11, I can't remember. Um, and his current tag team partner was out and injured, so he didn't have the best tag team partner at WrestleMania. And he debuted, you know, or not debuted, but re-debuted. You know, he could out wrestling for a little bit. Injuries, his weight really was a problem. And he brought Yoko's in the back of the tag team partner. They defended the tag team title for a long time. Not only one of the greatest unorthodox tag teams, but he got the small, Nugget, love you all. Nugget looking guy. And then you've got this <laughs> big old fucking Yokozuna. Um, they were a great tag team. One of the greatest. They're both gone from this earth now, unfortunately. But solid number four pick and could be a number one pick in my heart. Owen Hart and Yokozuna. At number four. 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 But number four, here I got. It's actually number three. Yeah, number three. California Cowboy. I got Team 
Hell no. Daniel yeah. Bryan and Kane, man. Um, they were freaking awesome. I loved their whole thing. When they went to therapy together, that shit was freaking hilarious. Um, I thought their... I thought Team Hell No was a pretty badass duo, so Daniel Bryan is up there in my top 10 favorite wrestlers of all time, so that's why I'm giving him the honorable number three. No, 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 no. Now we have made it to <laughs> Number two. WWE Talk Countdown of Top 10 Most Unorthodox Tag Team. They would be my number one pick. So, I mean, at number two, because you've gotten the one pick this week, has got to be The Rock and Sock Connection. Come on, man. The Rock and Sock Connection. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Mick Foley, Mr. AKA Mankind. Two of the great, great, great wrestlers of the 90s and of all tag team together to win the WWE Connection titles, work against teams like Evolution, D-Generation X, and hold their own as an unorthodox tag team. These guys were the best. Rocket Mankind, Rocket Sock Connection for the number two. Yes. This is your life. <clears throat> so, are we ready for the and number one? one? And the number one pick is just so nice. I had to repeat it twice. My number one pick was the Rock and motherfucking Sock Connection. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Boom. You fucking. There's redemption. That's what I'm talking about. They were badass, man. The Rock fought it so hard, and Mick Foley was. He was that little thorn in his side, but once they finally clicked, man, that was lightning in a bottle, man. I loved yeah, watching the rocket side. Boom. Like I said, so nice. We had to do it twice. Well, there's your redemption. Some of my, I got a couple honorable mentions in here. Team rated so, RKO. But hey, let James go first on the, on the uh, honorable mention. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Mr. James. All right. So, I got a couple of them. Uh, Booker T and Gold Dust. Oh, that's Ooh. a great one. Yeah, I didn't think Nice. That. Oh, yeah. Because Gold Dust was trying to get into the NWO, and that was right at the time Shawn Michaels kicked uh, Booker T out of the NWO. I mean, it just, it breeds for great uh, TV. And then my other one, uh, w one of my other ones is um, Gold Dust and Our Truth, the oh, Golden right. Truth. Yeah, the Golden Oh, I remember that. And then. Very nice. My last one is Breezango. Tyler Breeze and Fondango. That's a little weird. Uh, I don't like that one. I fucking I. But those I don't. My, I don't like Tyler Breeze, and I never liked Fondango. So yeah. Um, well, they're weird to say the least together. Yeah, definitely, definitely unorthodox. So, like I said, one of, uh, one of my honorable mentions was Team Rated RKO, Edge, and uh, Randy Orton. Um, they tore shit up together there for a minute. Um, um, no one but thought that... I, I wouldn't call them an unorthodox tag. They were both... That's two big egos, man. 
And for them to keep it in check as long as they did, man, um, they tore it up together. So that's they were that's a pretty unlikely tag team, man. And then my other one would be when Heidenreich became the third member oh of the God. Legion of Doom. Him and that Animal. Terrible. That was... Oh, oh man, that was bad. That was really, really bad. What um, was sad is that I really wanted that to go good. It was just shit. I would love to see Animal do that correctly. Awesome. Road Warrior and then Hawk or Animal. Because everyone's alive back in the but instead, he was raping Michael Cole in closets and reading him weird poetry. Really? I, <laughs> I, do you remember the hide and write Michael Cole thing where he kept kidnapping Michael Cole and shit? A little bit, vaguely. Oh, that was that was the that was the dark cloud of SmackDown right there, man. That Nate, was bad like, times. Thank God that wasn't your number one. <laughs> I could, I would have had to kill you. No, so right here, big DX socket. Cause you can't All shit right. talk my number one this week. Boom. Yeah, yeah, you did a good number one. I'm somebody give him a cookie. If you're gonna offer, you better follow through, bitch. <laughs> I expect a cookie in the mail. I'm gonna get an old. I'm gonna get a cookie from our bakery and send you one. Hell yeah. Oh, those are so good though. They are. All Don't right, make promises I, I you're not going to keep. <laughs> I only have one uh, honorable mention. And it is, I haven't talked about it on the, on the radio yet. I thought both of you guys about it. It's on my video game. On oh, I know what he's talking oh, about. Oh, here we go. It, it just happened to happen. I set up a live with the YouTube. And they end up coming to tag me. I just thought, why the fuck not? They've got the tag team titles that just beat the Heart Foundation. I'm gonna go. I might actually, I might actually try this angle myself on mine. You should, you should. It's actually pretty cool. Um, Seth Rollins and The Rock. I set them up on a ride free. Honestly, I set it up as like a mid card. Like I needed a third one. I was, I don't really care. You know, I, I had, I got main event shit going with Sting and Finn Balor right now. I don't care about anything else but that. And. Um, you know, I set it up as a just a little quick rivalry to have at Battleground, or not Battleground, Extreme Rules. And they fought, you know, and all this, and all of a sudden, and it, it set itself up again. I'll leave it, I play it. And it shows them becoming a certain friend, a tag team. Um, they go up against Shawn Michaels and Billy Gunn, X, R, T, R, X, and then they become a full tag team. Gosh, name them. I called them. Guys, you got to get in real close. You got to get in real close. Are you, are you in real close? Yeah. The Rock and Rollins Express. I don't know. I like I told you at work, Nick. I just I, I can't see it. Uh, I I yes, I have two K sixteen made, but I do not have Xbox Live, unfortunately. If you want to hit me up on Xbox Live, I play. And I do have gold, because know why? I am awesome like that. Oh, hey, real quick, Hit while we're up. talking about Xbox Live and WWE 16, remember, if you want to beat the fuck out of me, beat the fuck out of Sean, make it your tag team champion, go find Nick Solomon, Happy the Clown, and Sean B on WWE 16's uh, Community Creations and download us. We are free download of Community Creations. 
Yeah, and feel free to hit me up on Xbox Live as well. My hat or my gamer tag is Bitberry Crunch. That is spelled M N T B E R R Y C R R R N C H. I threw it up in the chatty as well. Hit me up. I play. Freaking, we can do Nick Solomon versus Happy the Clown and watch Nick and Solomon get his ass whooped. And Sean, how do they find Nick Solomon and Happy the Clown on Creation? Type in hashtag exit 92 radio. 92 radio. That is right. And, and, and if you didn't hear that, that was. This week's film scam, check it out. That what? That is correct. Exit 92 Radio, baby. Oh, no. That's that's going to be our little commercial we play right now. This is probably one of the funniest prank calls of all time. This is oh, the no. John Cena prank call. If you have never heard this, buckle up. Um, get a fresh pair of underwear because you're about to piss yourself. How about we take a break and play that? I'm gonna go take a, uh, I'm gonna go take a smoke break. When we come back, we're gonna do the raw results, and we'll talk a little about money in the bank. And we're gonna call tonight, okay? Bada boom, realest guys in the room. How you doing? How you doing? So and here you we can't eat, eat that. That is correct. All right, guys. We'll be back in a few minutes. Enjoy the prank call. We're gonna have a loud cigarette, and we're gonna do raw results. We're going to talk a little more about Money in the Bank, and then we are calling tonight, people. I'm about to pour me another drink of this Captain Morgan Cannonball Blast. So here we go, the John Cena prank this call. This phone scam. Check it out. Hello? I have just one question for you. Are you ready? Am I ready for what? Who's this? Are you ready for this Sunday night when WWE champ John Cena defends his title in the WWE Super Slam? Right now you can order this awesome pay-per-view event for just $59.99. I'm sorry, no, there is not any chance in hell that we're ever going to have wrestling in this house again. But thank you, but no. Have a good day. And goodbye to anyone standing in John Cena's way when he takes on six men in a steel cage shoots and ladders match at WWE Super Slam. Order now and take $10 with a low, low price of just $49.99. Sir, you guys just called me, and as I mentioned before, we're not ordering this, so please stop calling my house. Thank you and goodbye. Hi, can I speak to Champ? Who? Champ? Is Champ there? Who is Champ? That question will be answered this Sunday night! Hey, sir! Taking you please quit calling my house! The Undertaker! Quit calling me! CM Punk and even Triple H in the Big Show in a spit-swapping makeout match! WWE Super Slam! Listen! Hello? Hello? Can you stop screaming in your little sirens and whatever that is? Can you knock it off for five seconds? Not interested! Stop calling my f***ing house!
Hello? I'm watching you. Excuse me? That's exactly what The Undertaker told John Cena. But will he be able to take the belt from the mightiest champion in WWE history at this weekend's WWE Super Slam? Stop calling my house before I get your number. I will track you down and absolutely tear you to f***ing pieces. Do you understand me? I know you are. John Cena, crazy motherfucker. Calling my house now. No wrestling. No super motherfucking slam. It's happening in this house. I swear to Jesus, if this is those wrestling f***s again... Okay, good morning. Uh, Hi, I'm just calling this morning to ask if you're a supporter of the United States military. Oh my God, I apologize. We've been getting calls all morning. I I apologize, and yes. Fantastic. Yes, I am. Great. Are you a supporter of the Marine Corps? Yes, absolutely. Good. Great, because a former decorated member of the United States Marine Corps needs your support. And his name is John Cena. Please. Hello. You have a collect call from John Cena. Will you accept the charges? Oh, f- your mother. Listen, stop calling. Do you, is, is listening not your strong suit? I'm really sure it's f- is, but you're not hearing me. Shut your f-ing beaten down brain from Super Slam and listen. I am not. I don't care if they're fifty nine dollars, forty nine dollars, thirty nine dollars, thirty nine fucking cents. I don't want it. It won't happen. It's not coming on my TV again. It won't be allowed in this house. Do you understand me? Never. I don't want to be wrestling here in this house. Teeth are going through closets and taking out T-shirts and blitting them and calling the police and telling you that you're harassing me. Stop it now! And I am calling the police. Good luck to you. Have a nice day. This is the Z Morning Zoo radio Hi. show on Z104. How are you? Butterfly in the sky. Come on! I can go twice as high. Let's get it on. Take a look. Nigga. In a book. My nigga. Reading rainbow. You think it's a game? I can go anywhere. Suck my dick. Friends to know. My nigga. Ways to grow. Nigga. Reading rainbow. Here we go again. I can be anything. Same old shit. What? Take a look. Nigga. In a book. My nigga. Reading rainbow. This is the shit I be talking about. Reading And we are back, episode 16.
And that's right. Oh, oh, here we go again. That more you know moment was brought to you by my number one picks because they kick ass. No, just like me. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, we're on the final stretch. We've done the countdowns in the WWE matchup. We're not doing a free three. We've done a lot of stuff tonight. Now it's time for the raw wrestle. It's time for me to take a drink of this. Lipton Ice Tea and Captain Morgan Cannonball Blast. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. First matchup on the card. Cesaro defeats Chris Jericho. Because, I mean, Chris Jericho sucks. Oh, get the hell out of here. It was a good match, man. Um, I was glad Cesaro picked up the W at the end. Jericho had himself a little hissy. Um, of course, he threw out some, You stupid idiots! You stupid, you stupid idiots! They told him he was. I forgot where they told him he was from. He's like, I'm from Winnipeg, idiot. The the crowd. He was acting like a little baby, man. The the show started off. They were all in the ring on ladders, and um, they were all going around talking and shit. And uh, the crowd starts chanting at Jericho, and he straight says, "I know you are, but what am I?" And me and Schizo both, yeah, me and Schizo just, uh, she was laughing so hard. We were, oh, she was like, he's like a spoiled little child. Or she's an obnoxious little child. And he was just, yeah, he was having himself a little hissy um, once uh, Cesaro picked up the win there. But it was a pretty solid match. Um, I got to talk about something I know. This is a little... I might jump down a little rabbit hole for a second. Um, I know we talked about this last week, and it's now becoming like rumors spread around. It's uh, looking like this might be a big possibility. We only know six of the seven participants in the Money in the Bank ladder match, and and rumor is, rumor is number seven is going to be. Mr. Bray Wyatt returning. Yeah, that is that is rumored. I think that'd be a great. I think great that's idea. a great number seven, and I hope he fucking wins it. You know, I see um, it. he is supposed to return at Money in the Bank because he is uh, cleared to wrestle. They actually just pulled his match with Brock Lesnar that's supposed to happen at SummerSlam. So I could see, I could see this going down. Um, I wouldn't even mind if the match started off with just the six guys and then all of a sudden halfway through the match we we hear um, the lights go out, we hear the Wyatt family music kick in. I think that would be badass midway through the match have Bray Wyatt come in, clean house, hell even with the assistance of the Wyatt family, him climb the ladder, Baba Booey. We got us a new Mr. Money in the Bank. That's my prediction. Bray Wyatt for the win at Money in the Bank. I got to say the same thing. If Bray Wyatt is the rumored seventh, he's going to take Money in the Bank. And then he's going to go after either Roman Reigns or whoever has the title, which will probably be Roman Roman Reigns is going to Anybody but Roman. Anybody but Roman. It's either going to be well. Roman's not really feuding with anybody right now. He was kind of running something with AJ, but that shit went through. 
He's got the Seth Rollins thing, but that hasn't really kicked up any steam yet. I mean, that's, that's a dream match. Everybody wants to see Seth Rollins kick it, kick it. Roman Reigns' ass. And at house shows, this is something I want to talk about real quick. At house shows, I got people who, you know, who catch them a lot on my Facebook. And they have been seeing some fatal four ways between AJ Styles, Roman Reigns, uh, Chris Jericho, and uh, Seth Rollins. At house shows. And from what I hear, these great matches. I'm like, why is WWE on the house? But they're not putting something like that on their programs. That's, that's yeah. Well, wow. here's the thing, Nick. On a um, I believe it's the next network special that they do live on the network. It's gonna be a triple threat match between Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, and AJ Styles for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. They need to give it Seth. They really need to get the title on Seth because rumor mill says Vince wants to take his push away from Roman because it's not working. It isn't working. It's not going to work like John Cena did. John Cena got a push and it worked for five years before people started hating Roman Reigns got a push. It never worked. It's because Roman you know? Reigns is fucking garbage. Yes, he's garbage. And Dude. I think Vince is finally beginning to understand that he's not the guy people want. People want AJ. People want Seth. Hell, people want John Cena compared to Roman Reigns. Dude, I gotta, I gotta jump down another rabbit hole for a second. I just remembered this, and there's something I wanted to talk about. Uh, we saw the reformation of the club, um, and um, I don't know if you guys caught it this week. John Cena, John Cena threw out. He actually called him the Bullet Club on Raw. So he I don't know. called him the Bullet Club. Did he? Did he say pull yeah. it? He Are you sure? It. Yeah, it was it's, supposed to be a dirty go. Okay, because I it sounded just like he said Bullet Club. I was like, ooh! But anywho, <laughs> rumor is that after the brand split, they're going to add another member to the club, and that being Mr. Shinsuke Nakamura. Oh, that'd be awesome. That would be fucking badass. Oh, what do you guys think of that? We we obviously got Nick's opinion of it. Yeah, that would be fucking badass. I agree. That'd be good. Um, Shinsuke was um he actually feuded with the Bullet Club when they were all in Japan together. Um, because AJ and Shinsuke had a great series of matches for the New Japan uh, World Heavyweight Championship. So. That'd be, that'd be good to see them on the same side. I still think what they're planning on doing is having um, Finn Balor come up and then feud with AJ for a few months over leadership of the club. They should. They should. Like I said last week, we were talking about Finn Balor and the Balor club. We talked a little bit about this last raw show. I think if Finn Balor comes up, they need to... Uh, they really need to have to make it huge in terms of like a wolf pack versus black and white type A war draw is the wolf on SmackDown is the war zone for the bullet club and turn it into a few between the two. But we need to, you know, we need to move on to the next matchup. We'll talk a little more about that on another show or later on. Next up, we've got Rusev and Jack the Jobber Swagger. Rusev takes the win. And I heard this was Jack Swagger's final match. Is it really? That's what I heard. I don't know if it's confirmed or not, but um, I heard that was his final match. 
Um, but it was a good match for what it was. Of course, Rusev would pick up the W. Um, like you said, Jack the Jobber Swagger. Of course, they're going to have a pick up a win over a, over a steamboat Rusev right now. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. They're giving Rusev the push that he got when he was the U.S. champion the first time when he was undefeated. They're bringing, you know, a good value back to his name that he kind of lost after he... Um, after, after he got he buried John by John Cena. Yeah. And I like yeah. how AJ... I have a different opinion on that. I like how AJ Styles called Cena out on that shit, too. He straight said... Um, guys like you bury guys like me. He's straight up said he's going to get out the shovel. And that's why he has Gallows and Anderson to make sure his head stays above the sand. And I kind of agree. Cena does bury people. I'm glad people are finally starting to call him on that shit. Because Rusev had a really good push there when he first started. And after Cena, it just kind of fell off. So I, I'm glad they're giving him the push he has. There was other confirmed reasons why Rusev lost his push. It was because Lana leaked the uh, engagement photos and Vince McMahon was adamant against that. And that's why he lost his push. It did couple with John Cena burying him, but that was the leading factor. Uh, I honestly don't think he should even have gotten the push. He's a Samoan Russian, for fuck's sake. Come on. This guy is... This guy is dated. You know, this gimmick died with people... I mean, these people aren't dead, but their career is pretty much gone. This, this gimmick died with people, you know, like, the Russian, you know, mauler. Died with people like Ivan Kolov. Don't get me wrong. Vladimir Kozlov. Yeah, Kozlov. Well, um, you know, those guys are great wrestlers. I think they're all famous. And it's golden games. But the whole, you know, Russian communist thing is dead and done. No point in rehashing at it. But Vince has always been a fan of the United States versus Russia and Germany and all those things. He always brings that shit back. Right? It's a bad idea every time. You remember Mohammed Hassan? Oh, my God. You know what sucked about Mohammed Hassan? It Is happened. That? that feud happened at a really bad time. It was yeah. right after 9-11 and shit. So they kind of killed that shit off like hella quick. <laughs> but he was a good wrestler. He was a great talker. Was I've actually tried on more than one occasion to get him on the show. But no reply. Who, Muhammad Hassan? Yeah. I'd love being Muhammad Hassan. I thought he was a great wrestler, great golfer, bad time. Remember Davari, his little, his little buddy? I hated Davari. I hated him. <laughs> Just like I hated from the great colleague. Couldn't stand him either. <laughs> I don't know if you guys know this, but um, the head writer for the WWE is uh, the great colleague's old manager, Ranjan Singh. Really? Yeah, he's the head, um, the lead creator for the uh, WWE creative team. Well, there you go. That explains a lot. <laughs> All right, next. Yeah, match it really up. does. Yeah, the next matchup on the card was the the awesomest tag team in the world, Bob Dylan versus the and they win by DQ. How you doing? 
I like end zone gas. I was just talking But I'm also a big fan of Bond Villa. So, you know. Bond Villains ain't better than end zone cast, bro. <laughs> no, talk about no, the not. Yes, Oh, fuck off. Oh, their, their gimmick is not dated. It's, it's very new. Because I, they never, are badly. I have never seen a gimmick like the Vaudevilles in the best. That is true. That There's is a true. reason why. It's, they're saying that um, the Vaudevillains are going to get drafted to SmackDown solely because their gimmick has not picked up steam like Enzo and Cass and all the other tags that have that you know the WWE universe is not picking up on them because honestly, tell me another tag team that had the Vaudevillains gimmick. No one. They're they're unique. They're, they're, good they're de- definitely unique. I think they'll do good on SmackDown. Yeah, yeah. They just get, they would just get buried on Raw. I mean, but that's true. They might they might do better on SmackDown. It's a good point because you know there are people like John Cena who started on SmackDown. If he started on Raw, never would have went. True that. True that. Batista. Batista's the same way. Started on SmackDown. He started on Raw. He never would have anywhere. All I gotta say, best tag team right here. My name is Hazel O'Corey, and I am a certified team and a bona fide stunt. And you can't teach me that. This right here. This is Big Jazz. Seven foot tall, and you How you do it? <laughs> yeah, you gotta love that shit, man. I I'm reading the next result of the fourth match on the card, and I am absolutely blown away. What the fuck is this? Alberto Del Rio beat Sammy Zayn. Yeah. Yeah. Are they gonna bury Zayn now? No. No. That not was... at all. It was just they're they're trying to give credit back to Del Rio in his name, and you know they put on a great match. It was. It was a solid match for sure, man. It benefited both of them actually. Even though Sammy did take the loss, it benefited both wrestlers. Oh, well, long as it was a good match. I'm a big Sammy Zayn fan. I don't usually catch Raw, but I think Raw sucks these days. I've been watching NXT. Dude, Dude Raw's the superior game. show. That's why I <laughs> primarily watch Raw. Um, I'll catch SmackDown when I can, but Raw's my show, man. Until SmackDown goes live, then I'll start watching that shit. Because after the brand split, I, I have big hopes that SmackDown starts developing its own storylines again gets away from being a raw recap and starts being kick-ass like it can be. Especially if they're and pulling they're, up. And uh, they're also going to have their own pay-per-views like they used to. It's going to be brand-specific pay-per-views. But the problem is, and we've only got a few minutes to talk about this, we do have to call it my The problem is, is that SmackDown will not have brand-specific titles. That is true. You know, that has been confirmed. They will only have WWE titles, tag team titles, and titles. Really? They will not have brand specific titles. I think it's bullshit. I think that's bullshit. Well, the United States and Intercontinental Championships will be brand specific. Well, that's the only thing that's brand specific. 
They need to bring back the World Heavyweight Title, title the big gold belt. Put it on SmackDown. They need to bring back the Spinner WWE Championship. No. But <laughs> 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 well, what was next on the card? Next up was Dean, the greatest wrestler of all time, and Bruce. <laughs> Versus KO, and I'm well. I'm not really surprised. They've been up in a few times and seen one, but uh, yeah, probably a good match. Dean Ambrose and Kevin Owens, they've got a great match together. Oh yeah, that That's was a WrestleMania match, man. Yeah, one day these two really may have been at WrestleMania. Also. Oh yeah, that was a damn good match, man. One of my favorites of the night. Um, they they tore it down and said uh, Dean Ambrose picked up the W. So, I didn't, I wasn't really disappointed either way. If anybody would have, if Kevin Owens would have won, I would have been happy. Dean Ambrose won. I'm still happy. Yeah, it's a great match. And the main event of the night, Club defeats the new gay, Kofi and Big E. I gotta say, this was the first time in a long time I was uh, rooting against the new day. Because I'm a huge. I'm a huge Man, club fan. And suck it easy, Jason. I know I'm waiting for some heat in the chatty there. Jason was already shit-talking the club earlier. But, you know, he needs to eat his bootios as well. Um, it was Those a damn good... It was a good match. And then, of course, um, Super Cena came down at the end and stuff. And... <laughs> Yeah. Well, it was yeah. pretty good, man. Um, just glad to see you they get their ass kicked. I'll get out of here, man. I'm excited for that fatal four way at Money in the Bank. Hell yeah. It's going to be damn good. I'm kind of yeah. I'm kind of hoping Enzo and Cass. Uh, and what about Teddy Long, man? Did any of you guys oh, bark man. out? Oh, Did man. any of you guys bark that out when you heard fantastic. that music? I didn't see the rock, Holla, holla, holla. Holla, holla, holla. Yeah. Oh, get out of but here. But he did kind of, he did kind of not make any sense um, when he was talking. Yeah, that was true. Um, it was good to see <laughs> Teddy Long back, though. Um, I don't Great think, see Teddy Long back. I don't think he needs to be the general manager of SmackDown again. Um, I was waiting for a tag team match to get thrown out there. And it kind of did. He kind of did. It became that fatal four-way tag team match. So, Teddy Long living up to what Teddy Long does best. Making tag team matches. <laughs> <laughs> Great tag team matches. But. You got three guys in the ring. Teddy Long's going to come out. Two of you are going to be tag partners. You get a mystery opponent tag team match. Hmm. <laughs> oh. Damn it, Teddy. Elimination tag. <laughs> tag team match right now. There's only two of us. I don't care. Invisible <laughs> <Tag>. partners. <laughs> um, no, that's your raw results for the week of 6 6 2016. 6 6 6. The number of the beast. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that is your raw results for 6 6 2016. 
And now we move on to some money in the bank discussion. We already we already it's kind be of a pretty good behavior. Well, we did. We covered it. We thought we were gonna win money in the bank matchup itself, but is there a full card yet? I don't think there's a full card yet. There isn't a full card yet. But here's here's what I think is gonna happen, especially I don't with think... the women's title match. I think uh, it's gonna be Natalia versus Charlotte with Sasha oh. returning and beating the mess out of um Charlotte. I heard I heard it's gonna be Becky versus Charlotte. That could be a good match too. Oh. Let's but, see, hold on, I've got some money in the bank on fifteen match card rumors pulled up here. These are rumors. We of course know that this is probably gonna be confirmed pretty soon. I think I think well, uh, I think Bitch Boy Raids is gonna somehow pull off a win. I see this going until at least SummerSlam before Rollins pulls out the picks up the title. Yeah, yeah, I think um yeah, it's eventual that Seth gets the title back. Yeah, I think Seth's gonna win at SummerSlam. I think Seth's gonna win the title back home in SummerSlam. In the money in the bank match. It's the only two cards they got, two matches they got up on the card, possibly. So, yeah, there is no money in the bank card as of yet. When we get it, you know, we will definitely be discussing it here on the WWE Talk Sign uh, with me and uh, Big Sean B, and possibly James if he's free. You know, if he's not doing anything, we might get him on. Talk All right, we need to get Beast yeah. Evan the chatty. I know he was uh, talking to me about being a, what, our special guest one night, so we got to set that shit up real soon as well. That's what we need to really do. We need to set in our four horsemen. I was get out of my head, bro. I was thinking the yeah. same thing. And the four horsemen show, you know. Get Dino back, Beast yeah. Av, me and you. Yeah. Ooh, four horsemen. The four horsemen. Um, but gotcha. yeah, so now also you got remember tomorrow, this is not 100% going to happen, at least for me. I don't know if Sean's going to do anything special. Um, but tomorrow I will be trying to put on uh, some Dusty Rhodes matches. Um, just the audio. So if anybody wants to tune in, just listen to some classic Dusty Rhodes because uh, he's just a favorite of mine, and you know, Dusty Rose. Tomorrow morning, tomorrow morning when I wake up and I rub one out, I'm gonna have on his theme song in the background. It's my tribute. That's correct. Gonna hit the strip. That's right. See, you can get into the motion with that. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I think uh, we're gonna call it, you know, some Dusty Rhodes special one year anniversary of his passing. Rest in peace, Dusty Rhodes. That means that means Roddy Piper's one year is coming up soon. God, that is so sad. That is upsetting. That is depressing. Sad. No one's oh. no one's no one's even more depressing than that. The. I found out what's really happening to all these celebrities getting killed. What? It's the ghost of Chris Benoit. <laughs> you know, we made it the entire fucking show. We made it the entire fucking show, Sean. We are at like the zero hour and you could not hold off. <laughs> <until> <laughs> you, <laughs> <press stop. laughs> you couldn't do it. 
You know, John Cena is not the one that buries people. Chris Benoit buries oh, people in pillows. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, Sean. Casey Anthony took a page out of Benoit's book. <laughs> OJ. OJ was uh, Chris Benoit's protege. You know what's sad is whenever I was reading the article about Kimbo Slice, I almost like read it, you know, as Kimbo Slice. Rest in peace. He Chris Benoit himself. Oh, no, no, he died. <laughs> he died. Was there a weight pitch involved? It took you, how long did it take you? I want to get the official count because that is a record for you. One hour, One hour. minutes and 27 seconds. Is that how long? Yeah. I got one hour, 56 minutes, and 45 seconds. 45 seconds. Okay, so one hour. Because he's got, he's, got he's got the counter on Sam, the broadcaster. So you made it almost two hours without doing it, and you just had to It's because it's I, looked, I looked over at my bed, and I got a brand-new pillow. And, oh, yeah, uh, that, that, that gay treats pillow? I'll get the hell out of here. That's the best pillow. I'm going to get get an amazing night's rest knowing that I'm sleeping on greatness. Yeah, either you're going to get a really good rest or it's going to deflate midway through the night and you're going to be extremely uncomfortable. So, oh, get the hell out of here. Just like Owen Hart when he slipped off the zip line. <laughs> and remember, our special, our weekly special is extended this week. Caller 29 gets a driving lesson with Macho Man, bungee jumping lessons with Owen Hart, and a sleepover with Chris Benoit. You guys are fucking terrible. <laughs> All right, guys, we're calling it a night for the night, and I've, I've, I've started a new way to end shows. I've got it actually recorded on my personal broadcaster. I will be sending it to you, Sean, but I figured we gotta we got to do this the drunken debauchery way. We got to end this show, the drunken debauchery way. And if you guys want to the drunken debauchery show is, I'm sorry, it isn't in the archives. I played it once on a replay live the other day. It will never be played again because that show. Oh, God. It's like the whispers in the corner of the speaker. I remember you telling me about that at work the other night. I remember. I was a part of that. You were. You were. And we didn't keep it on speaker. We did not. <laughs> no. But um, the way we ended it was uh, we sang Happy Trails. I don't know that song. Happy Trails to you. I don't know. We could do it Happy and Schizo Show style and do the Blues Clues song. You know, it's time for so long. <laughs> I guess we could. Oh, I guess that, that's up to you. Probably, <laughs> but I, I'm going to send you the Happy Trails. Um, we'll learn the Happy and, Trails and we'll do it next week. All right, all right, Sean, you start. Start what? No, we're not gonna. We won't do. We won't do. We'll just call it a night. <laughs> okay. Well, damn it. All right, this is the big bad boo bear and the big Cali kid, Sean B. As always, take care of yourselves and each other. And until next week, remember: Roman Reigns sucks. New Day rocks.
Nellie's, we believe free-range living is good for hens and kids alike. Let's listen in. Okay, we're playing backyard stadium rules. The fence post is first base, second base is the tree, and the doghouse is third. Now, she might chase you because home plate is her chew toy. A home run is anything that hits the house, and the Smith's pool isn't out. Now, let's talk teams. Jake had a growth spurt this year. Nellie's, free-range eggs for free-range living. <laughs> Available at Harris Teeter. Capital One knows life doesn't alert you about your credit card. Pitch hitting, the catcher number two. Also, Karen in row J eating the hot dog. Did you mean to tip 167% yesterday at Lake Cafe restaurant? Just checking. So, meet Eno, the Capital One assistant that catches things that might look wrong, like over-tipping, then sends an alert to your phone and helps you fix it. Eno, another way Capital One is watching out for your money when you're not. Capital One, what's in your wallet? See CapitalOne.com for details. Limitations apply.